0: Benvenuti and Chiaragazzi to the 29th episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. I'm Henry Bell. I'm in the west of Scotland, feeling a bit sad, as I'm sure everybody listening to this is. Uh, We have Michele Borelli in Naples, who I think is even worse than me. Michele, how how the hell are you doing today?
1: I'm not doing I'm not doing good, my friend. Um, it, this is not the best of days, let's say, which is a shame because the weather is quite nice. Actually, there's a very bright sun. The, will, the temperature is perfect. It would be the perfect day to celebrate a huge victory, mm. but that didn't happen, did it? So
0: no, even here the sun is out. The end of Romeo and Juliet. What's the line? The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Well, the sun is showing its head. But the line, line after that is, go hence to have more talk of these sad things. So I think that's what we're going to be doing today, listeners. We're going to be talking about sad things. Um, yeah. So before we talk about number 29 in the Napoli Tombola, there might be some people who specifically downloaded this pod to hear about the what happened in the stadium yesterday. I think it's quite important from the offset that Michele... You're not an ultra, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not an ultra, no. <laughs> but give it away. <laughs> I, well, I think we'll we'll discover in a second, but you you do go to Kurva B every home game. So anyone that's new to the show, I'm in Scotland, but Michele is in, in Naples and that's our vibe. And so the whole reason of this show was that we would have the kind of <clears throat> in Naples experience
1: of what's going on. Yeah. Today
0: is that day. So anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I'm not. I, I go like not everyone in Curva B is an ultras. People believe sometimes that if you go to Curva B or Curva A, you are someone who belongs to the ultras groups. That's not true. Like the vast majority of people who go to both Curva stands are normal people, are people like me, people who are happy to chant along, but people who do not belong to the ultras groups. I would say that probably the ultras are about. Not even, not even 10% of, you know, the whole uh, capacity of the, of, the, of the curva section. So, yeah, the vast, mm-hmm. ma- the vast majority is normal people. Normal people who get involved with the chance and everything else, but they are just normal people, not trust, nothing, nothing to do with ultras.
0: There we go. Facts, fact bombs already arriving. Um, just a few minutes in. So what we usually do is at the beginning of the show... I asked Michele what number the episode is in the Napoli Tombola, which is a game that's been played in Naples for a very long time. I don't think it's ever been as relevant as it is now. So so Michele, <laughs> could you tell me what number 29 is in the Napoli Tombola?
1: Yes. So as, as, as we said in the last episode, we are going through three numbers now starting the last episode, which are quite dirty, which we love. It's a little oh, yeah. bit of a shame, but it is still appropriate that, Today's number, number 29, is in Napolitan, it's called O padre de Creatura, which in Italian would be Il Padre dei Bambini, and in English it would be the, the father of the children. Now, father of the children is a little bit of a metaphor here, because we are not really talking about a person, we're talking about genitalia. A so, body, body part. Yes, body parts. So number 29 is penis Ah. yeah which is indeed father of the children metaphorically speaking but also physically speaking
0: in a way Um, and perhaps in the context of today we're going to be talking about a group of people perhaps don't have that body part in the traditional area and may find it sort of closer to their to their eyes perhaps in their forehead yes um than 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 the usual but uh spoiler alert so yeah um you're probably listening to this feeling a bit depressed everybody um Napoli lost 4-0 at home to Milan but today we're going to be concentrating like we always do on what what it was like in the stadium and obviously there was a lot of issues in the stadium from the ultras and particularly in Cordova B where you were Michele uh how should we do this like what's basically what what happened
1: I think it's better to do this chronologically a little bit and give some backgrounds first because this yeah, is not sure. something which happened just happened in the stadium. This is something that has been going on for years now. This is nothing new. This is not something that uh happened for the first time yesterday. Unfortunately this has been happening for a long time and for many reasons. So let's give some background first so people understand the context of it, okay? So the Ultras and De Laurentiis don't like each other. So that's the first, the first element you need to keep in mind. This is, they have their reasons. And I think they are good reasons for the most part on both sides. So mm. the Ultras have not liked De Laurentiis for a long time because uh, basically, well, they, um, you know, they feel like the club belongs to them. You know, there are many reasons. You know, I don't want to make it too simplistic. So there are many, many reasons the uh, ULTRAS don't like the Laurentiis and there are many, many reasons why the Laurentiis doesn't like the ULTRAS. Obviously... And we've spoken
0: about some of these things, haven't we, in the Yeah, past. yeah, yeah. We
1: did it in the past. It's just that it's a little bit hard to give specific reasons. There are some specific reasons this time around and they even mentioned them in their statements. But in general, you know, uh, for the sake of background, let's say that, De Laurentis and the Ultras are not um, two sides which like to compromise. Let's say that they mm-hmm. both want to have their ways and they don't like to compromise. This is important because uh, it, this kind of explains why probably this situation, this promise will never be solved ultimately. Uh, they both want control. And they both would control on um, on their section, basically. Randis wants control on the stadium because he feels like it's his stadium, even though it's not, technically speaking. But on match day, it is because it's his event. So he can basically dictate the rules. So he wants the stadium the way he wants the stadium. He's been talking for years about how he wants a stadium, which is like the English model. He keeps talking about the English model, the US model, which are, I mean, you can you can tell me what they are like because you you live there, you know, you live in Scotland, you you are from there, Disneyland, like, Disneyland, yeah, exactly. that kind of modern.
0: So, it's like they're going to a theme park, and some people like that, and it's considered to be more family friendly and all that kind of stuff. Um, again, there's arguments for and against it. It's, yeah, it is a very different. There's a thing that really struck me when I was in in Naples last year it was how different that game. Day experience was actually, uh, how much less corporate it was, and how you know, anyway,
1: yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, so the randy has been talking for years about how, like, even once he said, I want a stadium with 20,000 seats, no curva, car, armchairs, and families. That's what he said, and like you know, you know how De Laurentiis is, like he talks a lot and talk, sometimes he just talks shit, but I do think that he actually like his ultimate it's not obviously it's not possible to do that, but his ultimate goal, if he had his ways, would be exactly what he said, so like a very small stadium with very high prices and families for some reason, he keeps mentioning families, even though you know like if you increase the prices, it's not really possible to bring in families, but yeah, no he keeps talking about the English model, which in his mind in his opinion is a model where profits are at, the, at their maximum and where you have complete control over the whole stadium so people sit in their seats there are no flags there are no people who you know go um beyond the rules let's say he always talks about the rules the rules the rules so that's what he wants and the problem is that the ultras go in the exact uh, comp- um, opposite direction so by definition, by definition, the trust can't really be controlled. Otherwise, they are not ultras. You know, it's like organized uh like the definition would be organized uh, groups of funds. The problem is that if there are entities as its ways, the trust stop existing completely. Because for example, this is something that happened a couple of years ago, it's not happening anymore, but this is something that happened a couple of years ago that um Basically, the Laurentiis and the police. So they always work together because obviously the rules are enforced by the police, but he makes the rules for the most part. So for a few months, a couple of years ago, he decided that people had to sit in their seats. Like you obviously, you get a ticket, you have a seat number written on the thi- on the ticket and you, in theory, by law, you have to sit there. This is, this happens in, All the sections in the stadium, except the curva sections. Why? Because obviously if you want to support the, you know, if you want to create chance, if you want to wave the flags and if you want to create some kind of involvement and chance and just organized um, support, you cannot sit in your seats because you have to sit in the middle of the section altogether as it happens in all the stadiums everywhere in Europe, you know, everywhere in Italy where the same laws apply. The Ultras, regardless of the seats written on their tickets, sit together. They aggregate together in the middle of the section because that's where it is easier to launch the chance, right? That's where it is. easier. Like it would be stupid to expect the Ultras to sit in their seats or like in the side of the curva. That doesn't make any sense. So, Exactly. It has always, always been the case that regardless of the seats in the curva, you just go and sit wherever, because this helps, you know, the involvement, this helps the chanting and everything else. So and for think, a few...
0: Yeah, just to pause on this, because I think this is a really important point. And a lot of people who are sort of casual followers of of will often ask, you know, why aren't the stadiums full all the time? It's often because the ultra groups and the owners, not just in, in Naples, but other clubs, other cities, are in dispute, usually about things like this. And often the reason why stadiums aren't full and the disputes are actually about being able to create the atmosphere that is, you know, what the league was so famous for um, back in the day. So I think that's that's a really good example of that. And yes, so there's historic issues here between these two very stubborn groups of people.
1: Yes. So coming to yesterday, well, I mean, the, the, well, obviously the, the seats were eventually solved. They had some kind of deal with the police and the Rente. So at least that rule is not enforced anymore. But some other problems remain. So coming to yesterday, so we all know what happened So in the recent past, what happened against the Roma fans. So, there have been like huge clashes on the biggest uh, motorway in Italy, which is the A1, the motorway yeah. which connects Napoli to Milan. There, were, there had been some problems with the. So, basically, there have been some clashes in Tuscany between Ultra, Napoli Ultras and Roma Ultras going to away games. So, they met uh, in an auto grill, basically in like a truck stop, or how do you call it, in, in Tuscany. And they clashed Third like station. heavily yeah, yeah, yeah. station. Yes. It
0: was really embarrassing for the club, it was embarrassing for the league. I really thought it was very silly. The whole thing was ridiculous. I don't yeah, for
1: the whole it. country, it was embarrassing for the whole country. Like the government got involved. The it was front-page news, actually, wasn't it? It was over yeah,
0: all the news websites, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. So there was a big deal. There had been, as I said, there had been problems even before, but there was kind of like a point of no return. Because after that. A lot of fans got banned. You know, that's normal procedure. that's totally fine. I agree with that. obviously, you can get get involved in this kind of fight and not have any repercussions. So there is a measure in Italy which is called daspo. I don't know if it, uh, if it exists in other countries too, but DasPO is a police measure in Italy which basically punishes people for sport related crimes. so if you get involved in some kind of sport like ex- usually it's applied to football. So if you get involved in some kind of football-related crime, stadium-related crime, you get this DASPO immediately. So you don't have to go through a judge or anything, I don't think, because like they, literally, they literally give it to you a day after. You know, the On the spot
0: sort of thing, yeah.
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. So the DASPO is basically a ban from the stadium for a certain number of years. Usually it's like two or five, three years, something like that. And you are uh, not allowed to get tickets anymore, as you, as we all know, or you may not know that tickets in Italy are customized with the, with the person's name. So you cannot go to the stadium unless you are in a, you have the name on your ticket, and if you are blacklisted, you can't get the ticket in your name. Yeah. So the system yeah. doesn't, this isn't blocks the request, and it, not even that. You are, um, it is mandatory for. People will receive this DASPO measure to go to the police station during games, during home games, and sign there. So basically, it's a way to. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a way to uh, just block these people from going to the stadium at all. If you don't go to the police station and sign a paper saying, yes, I was here at this time, this day, during home games. Then obviously it becomes like probation, like, yeah, it becomes much, much worse. But yeah, it prevents people from going to the stadium by banning these people from getting tickets and by obviously physically forcing these people to go somewhere else while the game is on. So, um, a lot of people, a lot of Ultras who got involved in these fights got Daspo in January, but it wasn't just that. So, not everyone knows, I think a lot of people, even in Napoli, don't know what happened after that because. Even the people who didn't get banned, even the people who didn't get the dust bowl, they kind of got punished. And this is the main problem that you trust are fighting now. The, this is the main problem they are trying to protest against. So the police knows the name of the groups who were involved in the fights. Even though those people, like not everyone got involved in the fights, they know the groups you know the name of the so group it's kind of like a sub
0: subgroup of the ultras and exactly, let's say like exactly. that subgroup has 20 people in it and there were five that were at the motorway and there were 15 that actually were home that day yes. but they know those subgroups
1: right exactly exactly and uh, to be precise i mean i don't want to name the groups because i mean what, what's the point but yeah curva b is divided into a few groups ultras trust groups and only one of them Goes to the away section, the away games, because to go to the away games in Italy, you have to have some kind of government fan card. Like people believe it's a fidel- Napoli Fidelity card, it is not. It is not. It's mm. just called a Fidelity card, but it's actually a government card, which allows fans to go to away games when they are restricted. Ultras everywhere in Italy. These Ultras have been protesting against these cards forever. Like for like. 15 years now, because they believe it is not right to be forced to subscribe to a government card just to attend a football game. Hmm. It's a protest which has been going on for years and years and years now. This is the reason why the Curva Bill Trust don't have this card. All the Ultras except one group. And that is the groups which obviously goes to away games. This is a new thing. This is only from this year. They decided to subscribe because they wanted to go to away games. On the other hand, everyone in Curva A, meaning the ULTRAS, have the fan card, this, this card. Yep. So they, all, they also go to other games. So what happened after those clashes is that the police decided to punish these groups, the away-going groups, um, even though they didn't participate as a whole in, the, in these clashes. So from that moment on, which was at the beginning of January, these groups were not allowed to bring banners they were not allowed to bring flags and they were not allowed to bring drums and um, the megaphones inside the stadium. And only them, only them. This is, you know, a way to, basically because they have the rules, there are some rules in the stadium that all the banners, all the flags, all the drums have to be preemptively uh, authorized. So they have to request authorization to bring them inside. No one really know, does that. Like, everywhere in Italy, no one really does that because, I mean, yeah. come on, it's just a flag. It's just a banner. You really have to... Come on. Um, the police decided after that that they have to require authorization, basically, and they can reject, you know, that to they can refuse yeah. to give authorization to bring in... the, the Napoli, Glasgow,
0: inside. for example. Napoli, Glasgow, Corvici, has a flag, a Scottish flag, with, with Napoli, Glasgow written in the middle of it which may or may not have been smuggled into the stadium recently. So, yes, I I have lived experience of this very issue.
1: Yes, so we haven't had uh, drums in Curva, well, in the whole stadium now, because there was only one group bringing the drum inside the stadium, and it was the group which was involved in in the clashes in January. So we haven't had drums in Curva B since January, since the Juve game, basically. We haven't had dra- uh, like flags anymore. Like sometimes, like for the most part, now like now it involves everyone. But uh, yeah, for, at the beginning, only this group was not allowed to bring in flags and uh, banners. So if you see the pictures of Curva B before and after January, you will see a big gap in between, like in the middle of the section where the ultras banner was there. This is the banner of the group, which was band you know like which got that spot. Yeah. so yes we have had megaphones we've had um drums inside the stadium for a long time so now what's and this has
0: got to do with De Laurentiis
1: yeah because this is the, uh, the police doing but it's also De Laurentiis doing De so La Laurentiis, he's kind
0: of said that that's fine and we're gonna go along with it yeah
1: no he loves that yeah he likes that he said that many times that he doesn't want people sitting in the front seats he doesn't want people he wants families he doesn't want violent people inside the stadium it just generalizes a lot the okay. problem with your trust and uh, so, this, so for
0: me it's very interesting that you've led with this because a lot of the people i think outside of naples think that this is a dispute about ticket prices which makes more sense to me because we talked before about the difference in average earnings and all that kind of stuff in Naples in comparison to other parts of Italy and looking at some of the sort of eye watering ticket prices for coming up for the champions league, it's like 90 euros, isn't it? To get into the Cordova. Like, yes, you know, if you, are, if you are, if you want to bring your family to the game, like that's not affordable, is it? Um, is that part of what they were protesting about as well? Yes,
1: that too okay cool that too is part of the you know like there's a bigger picture obviously there are many many problems this is a more uh, complex issue that people make it out to be. people just think, yeah they want to be criminals, or the people tend to simplify this problem, but it's not as that simple, and I think the truth lies in the middle a little bit, mm. so yeah, about yesterday, yeah, these problems since January have been going on uh, the protests uh, of the ultras have been, has been Quite strong since January. They haven't stopped chanting, except yesterday. Okay. Uh, So
0: there was. So this relates to there was a a statement, wasn't there, from the ultra groups, which came out, I think, mid-week, didn't it? So we had some knowledge that this was going to happen, and I think this is where I start to lose support for this because I think, and you know, we're going to talk about what happened in the game as well it's fair enough having a grievance, but it's also about how you express that grievance, uh, particularly in a game of the importance of, of yesterday. So in that statement, right, they said that, that they will not be cheering at all during the game, which is a tactic that ultra groups do employ. I experienced it myself in person when I was there last year, (laughs) Um, when you got told off for chanting and I was stood next to you. Um, which seemed to me a relatively heated discussion, but apparently it wasn't. It was just a, just a, a difference of opinion expressed with lots of hand gestures and uh, uh, things like that. And that is how people communicate often in Italy and, and in Naples. Um, but yeah, so was there anything else in that statement that you think is important that people know about?
1: Yeah, no, the statement was quite important because it marked that precise point in the trust protest. So there have been, there have been softer protests going on since January but yesterday they wanted to make a statement and they did make a statement and uh, this statement was about specifically about the ticket prices again, it, it, has to, it is in the context of this ultras repression going on since January but specifically yesterday was about mostly about ticket prices so they said as, as you mentioned Napoli uh, has said very high ticket prices for um, for the Champions League quarterfinals uh, game against Milan, uh, Curva tickets will cost ninety euros, which is a steep increase—a fifty percent increase in price compared to the Frankfurt games, which was already very expensive. Do mm. you um, trust in their statement? Kind of made fun of De Laurentiis, which who gave an interview uh, last week about this problem, about the ULTRAS problem. He actually said that he doesn't want the ULTRAS in the stadium. He said that he wants a stadium full of families. And the ULTRAS made fun of these uh, words because they said, you want a stadium full of families, but then you set prices at 90 euros. So it's just for rich families. I mean, can we disagree with that? I don't think so. They're right. No, because it's like, how, how, like you, you, want people, you want families in the stadium, but Napoli has no discounts for children. For this game and like for most games. The only discounts Napoli gives for children are discounts which are mandatory by law. And even those, yeah. Napoli was yeah. forced to give because Napoli refused to give these discounts until uh, a father of a 13 years old sued Napoli because mm. of this. And uh, yeah. he actually won the suit. And uh, he, he, Napoli was forced to refund this guy for all the tickets he paid for his under fourteen years old child, and after that, Napoli was forced to give this discount for all fourteen years old in specific games in the league. So,
0: I paid twenty euros for the last game of the season last year. And the last game of the season is a big deal; it's usually, you know. And I was in Cordova so that's a massive increase—seventy euro increase on what I paid last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. no. I think most
0: people listening will be like, absolutely fair enough. That isn't really on. Um, But anyway, so what happened? So you turned up. What was the atmosphere like beforehand? Could you sense there was great tension? Could you sense that bad things were going to happen before the game?
1: Yeah, so before the game, the the trust... So the the way they decided to protest was we will aggregate before the game outside the stadium, in this big square outside the stadium. We will chant for like we will wave our flags, we will chant freely. For a, few, for a few hours just to show what we are capable of and just to, you know, just to make a statement. And the way they decided to protest was doing this and then going inside the stadium because they actually had the tickets for the, today's game and stay silent inside the stadium. So that's what they decided. So they actually were, what they did. So I, I, I wasn't there. I was in the square, but I, I was close to it. So I was, I, I saw some smoke flares and uh, smoke bombs and flares and I saw some videos, so they actually did. It was quite nice, you know. That's very a very peaceful protest. That way, you chant outside the stadium, totally fine. You go inside the stadium and stay silent. That's still peaceful. I disagree with that, but you know, like they can do whatever they want. I mean, it's their it's their choice. I disagree so you, with that, but it's their choice.
0: You couldn't sense that there was that sort of feeling that something was going to kick off before the game. For you, it seemed fairly ultra protest classic sort of, you know, people are chanting.
1: I think what happened inside the stadium is like what, what they plan to do inside the stadium is fairly normal. Hmm. This is something that has happened a few, unfortunately a few times in the past two or three years, as I said. So just going inside and not chanting at all, it is, is unfortunately normal. Um, Not maybe for the last, not this season, because Fortunately, it hasn't been the case this season, but yeah, I mean, in the past two, three years, this has happened a few times. So I think this is what was planned. They went inside without flags, without banners, and they didn't do anything. They didn't chant at all at the beginning. Then, unfortunately, what started to happen was that they decided to chant, but not for the team, against De La Rente's. So they did a, they chanted a few chants against the Laurentiis, very insulting chants. Nothing that big, you know, just like son of a bitch, you know, this kind of stuff. See. So, uh, well, I'm just
0: gonna we we got a tweet in about this from from Halfi, hmm. who I you know, we were asking what they thought about what happened yesterday. Halfi says the spectacle of ultras beating the hell out of each other and scaring regular people away let alone chanting ADL Filio DP di was disgusting. Never seen anything like this. Also masochistic. They were booed by the entire stadium. They actually cheered Milan chants against ADL. So there's a couple of things going on there, but that makes reference to what you were just saying, the kind of chance against ADL that were coming from yeah. the Coforsi in the Corva.
1: Yeah, it is quite important to say that the rest of the stadium actually uh, booed this chance. I understand, you know, I I understand why they would boot them, and I also don't think it was appropriate to chant this chants. regardless of your stance against or pro de la Rentes. I honestly don't get why you would say, we'll go inside the stadium and not chant, and then you chant, but just against the owner. Just stay silent. you know that's, that's my take, but anyway, what happened was that, yes, they decided to chant and everything else. Um, at one point, fairly early. During the game, uh, some chaos started to erupt in the middle of the curva. So it's important to say that this is not planned. It's not something that obviously they plan to do. I think their plan was to go inside, do a couple of chants against De Laurentiis, and that's it. Um, What I could see from my position is that people started to argue after this chance. So after a few chances against De Laurentiis, right in the middle of the curva B, some people started to uh, argue verbally at the beginning, um, and then it escalated into a physical fight.
0: And so, who were the people arguing? Do you think, yes. or could you tell?
1: Mm, that's, that's the point. I've heard a few people speculating about yes, the ultras are censoring normal fans, and uh, the ultras are, were fighting against normal fans who wanted to chant. I would, I, for what I could see, I couldn't say who was involved. I could just see the position of the fights, and the fights were right in the middle of the curva. And we know who sits in the middle of the curva. So people saying, oh, yes, the ultras. just for those
0: of those people listening he don't know 100%. So in the middle of the curva is where the kind of ultras are, yes. right? Yeah.
1: yeah. As, we, as we mentioned before, deal, the yeah. middle of the curva is for the groups. So mm. people, I've read a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, the ultras were fighting against normal fans who wanted to chant. You can say that. This is not, I don't think you, anyone can say that because it's the, I don't think this was the case. This is my opinion. Obviously, we don't know the facts, but based on the position and based on some rumors I heard yesterday um, inside the Curva, this was not a fight between ultras and normal fans. Was fight, was, these were fights between ultras groups, different ultras groups. Hmm. This is not something... That has happened for the first time. This is something that happened even in Frankfurt. I think we all saw the videos of Ultras fighting in the away section in Frankfurt. Hmm. And what I've heard was that this, is, this was between the same groups. I don't yeah. know why. I can speculate. I can speculate. Okay. I can make an informed guess about what happened yesterday.
0: But from your perspective in the of, you saw it happening right in the middle. I just want to bring in someone else uh... He tweeted us at Shadow of Vesuvio, uh, Jay Casano, uh, supporter of the show. Yes, top fellow hi, on Jay. Twitter. Yes, I gave him tickets uh,
1: yesterday. I J. Jay.
0: Jay just says that uh, this isn't a question, but just wanted to just share that I was in the tribuna right next to the away section. Other fans were complaining and annoyed about the Kurva preventing others from starting. Chance Kurva B definitely doesn't have most people's support. Um, then Jay says it was shameful how the Cordova let yesterday feel like a Milan home match, red flares added insult to injury, we'll get there in a second I'm sure someone else has a better shot of how the away section was full of flags and no Napoli flags anywhere and Jay's actually the two fantastic photographs from the stadium so please do check out our Twitter page to see that, so it does seem that the the rest of the stadium was getting really irritated by what was happening who it was happening between, we don't know. It's it would seem because of the location of it in the quarter that it was probably intra-ultra um, squabbles, but it had a major impact in on the on the atmosphere of the game. Uh, Tom Cowley, hi Tom, says asks how much do you think the atmosphere with the ultras protest played a part in the performance last night? So what what, what would you say, McKelly? <laughs>
1: I don't know I don't know Just, uh, it, felt, it felt very negative from the beginning and I don't know how, how much it impacts the players but it is worth noticing that we lost two games home games this season and these were the only two home games where you trust didn't chant so maybe it's a coincidence maybe it isn't but that's what happened
0: well I'm for- gonna say yeah so Payman um, Dajuga who is a, 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 a prolific tweeter hey Payman Uh, wants us to talk about the sporting aspect. Now, what I'll say to you, Payman, is that I don't think the two things are separate. I think they are one and the same. So, you know, he correctly points out we've lost to three out of five top teams in 2023. And even against Roma, we were a bit lucky. But as you correctly point out, Michele, quite a lot of those games involved these ultra protests. So, you know, we can't prove that there's a correlation or a connection there, but... It's an interesting pattern that's emerging right.
1: Yes, I mean, we can just judge by the results because as I said, we lost the both games where the trust didn't chant for different reasons actually. And uh, I'm going to say something else which might be worried worry a little bit, but yeah. And uh, we can we can judge the Spalletti's words. Spalletti in the press conference said that the the lack of support from the curva sections is as bad as the uh man absence on the pitch. That's what he said. So mm, whether it yeah. was, you know, just generic talk or it was something that he actually believes. He actually said these words and I mean we can, I don't know. Like it's I, I don't like we have to be in the mind of the players to know if it it has an impact or not. But I want to say something something else. We already know that they will not come in for the Milan game. So, And this is not a protest, actually. This is because for the Milan game and for the Lazio game, the government card, the Napoli Fidelity card, was mandatory to get tickets. So as, we, as I just explained, the majority of these groups don't have the fan card, so they didn't get tickets for the game, so they will not go inside. So the Curva B will most likely stay silent unless the only group which has the cards will be active but I don't think it will and this curva, is for the away game no this is for the home game
0: oh really okay yeah, so you need that card for the.
1: Oh, okay. yeah they made it mandatory for the home game too Now, for this game at least so um, yeah it was quite bad yesterday uh, the fight was absolutely shameful uh, about the tweet you read before do you trust we're not I, so I don't sit exactly in the middle of the curva but I see it To the side of the Ultras group, so I had some Ultras right, like one meter away from me, literally, and there were some, um, like organic chants starting in the curva. Not a lot, just like three or four coming from normal fans, because of the you know the the Ultras the, the Ultras stay silent. I could not see the Ultras telling fans not to chant. So this is not true. I don't think this has happened. Um, The Curva chanted, like even normal chants, even stupid chants sometimes, I have to be honest. But um, there were a few chants starting from normal fans. I could not see Ultras kind of censoring this chants. What about the end of
0: the game? So you talked about the game and that there was the fights and then there was the lack of chanting, but then there was also this period of chanting against ADL, which probably triggered some intra-ultra fighting, which was picked up on. Uh, we talked about the general lack of atmosphere and lack of support for the team. So what happened at the end? Because we see these kind of red flares get set set off in the, in the curva, which are obviously the colours of, of Milan. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. Um, what w- What happened after the game?
1: Well, I mean, during the game, obviously, like, as I said, we had the big fight and it was right in the middle of the curva. Some people got confused because they thought that it was part of the protest because they left the, a big part of the middle of the curva empty. And people thought it was, you know, the ultras making the statement by leaving their seats empty? That's it's not what happened. I was looking at it quite closely. So they left the middle part empty because people ran away from the fight. That's what ah, happened. They just, they just happened. They just ran away, you know. Like, so. In the
0: words of Falstaff in Henry Fourth, part one, can honor set a leg? No. He famously <laughs> fakes his own death during a battle. So I'm with those people that run away. Yeah, just because, run away.
1: You know, it's also important to say that this is not, this fight did not involve hundreds of people. It was literally, from what I could see, like six or seven people involved in hmm. this fight. No, oh, you don't want there. to get
0: caught up in that. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Yeah, no, so okay.
1: oh, everyone else just left. It was quite a harsh fight. You know, people were like, fighting with belts. But again, it was only like fewer than 10 people fighting right in the middle of the curva. After a while, people got inside again and uh, that was fine. But yeah, I mean the whole first half and second half people just, uh, there was the occasional against uh, chant against the Laurentiis. Um, quite sad to see and that the 80th minute a lot of people came this was organized i think this was planned from the beginning so a few people with their faces covered got inside the curva um, light lit up some flares and they just cited the chance against the larentis again and they threw the, the the flares um in on the running track basically my opinion was that I think maybe not, but my opinion was that they were maybe trying to get the game to be stopped. Maybe not because, again, they mm. they threw the the flares inside the, the you know the. Arena, let's say you know, but not on the pitch, obviously. Yeah, um, it is important to know that the flares are not allowed anymore. Like you see flares everywhere, like in Rome, in Milan, everywhere, but in Napoli, again. Megaphones not allowed. Drums not allowed. Flares not allowed. If you lit up a flare, you get banned from the stadium. So
0: that's so, interesting. So it's an important. There is a, a meaning behind that object that goes beyond, you know, the thing itself. It's yeah, no. It yeah.
1: was a statement saying like, oh, you don't want me to bring the flares inside. So look, I'm, I'm, I did it anyway, and they did a big show of it. Just a mm. big fu to to the police and to the Larentis banning banning this kind of this kind of um, you know uh, flares and megaphones and everything else so um yeah quite sad to see um it is sad that something that, that we're, i was talking with some friends yesterday while this was this was happening the flares and everything and uh, they told me something which actually made me think because you know light, lighting up five or six flares yesterday was a huge deal you know people got shocked they're like wow the flares what's happening you know this was actually the norm until five or six years ago. Flares doing yeah. a game, you know, this is yeah. not that big of a deal, you know, just a flare. It's not mm. something like, it, it, it's not harmful. And yep. now it's a big deal. So it's kind of, yeah, this is, this is where the point where we, we reached lately in the stadium, well, Lab- Library mean- Maradona. So it's, yeah, it's quite sad to see.
0: I teach a class about the, how theatre is a sign system, about semiotics, about the meaning behind objects. And yes, this is perhaps a good example I can use in my next class. I just want to bring in um, Sam. She's a, a really, she's a long-time listener. She's always um, tweeting in. Um, she's at uh, Fabene Uh And I think Sam's got some pretty, pretty strong opinions. Sam's usually quite a chilled-out person into neapolitan music and stuff but she says sorting things out is not the ultras mandate bullies are going to bully actions of a few drag this phenomenal city down and mar the beauty of historic moments for the napoli club who will put on their big boy pants to address the unchecked ugliness that has been given far too much space to grow um there we go so i'm interested michelle so you've gone through it in very factual balanced way what do you think about this
1: so I do think that the, I I kind of stand in the middle of this. So I don't think the Ultras are completely wrong, but I also don't think De Laurentiis is completely wrong. But I want to answer to this tweet and to a lot of people saying, "Oh yeah, the Ultras are shameful, and they should support the team and they should, they should chant for the team." I just want to say, if De Laurentiis had his way, the trust would not be in the stadium at all. So you would have the same results. If the rent had its ways. So no chance at all, no flags, no drum, no not 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 nothing. So for me, the truth kind of lays in the middle. So the ultras as I did, do as I said do have a point. Because it is incredible. Like in the same stadium, you have some fans with drums, flags, and flares and everything. We saw that against Lazio, we saw that yesterday against Milan. They are allowed to bring anything inside. They don't check. They don't care. They had drums, but they were the only fans with drums in our stadium, in Napoli's home stadium. And we are not allowed to bring in drums. And when I say we, I mean not we Ultras, because I'm not an Ultras, as I said, we Napoli fans, because the drum is not just an Ultras tool. It's a tool which serves the purpose of involving everyone in the curva and in the stadium for chance for the team. So, so when you, when you, when people are quick to judge the ultras for their protest think about that is it right that in rome in florence in milan they can bring in flags they can bring in megaphones drums flares and in napoli is basically the only place the only stadium where we are not allowed to bring any of this stuff is it correct isn't good do you agree with this because i don't it's incredible it's crazy.
0: And the away fans can
1: in the stadium, right? The ultra, yeah, the away fans can because I guess they, they don't care. It's it. just, they are just trying to punish the Napoli Ultras for some reason. We don't know why. We don't know why. Obviously, De Laurentiis has a big role in it because the Laurentiis can um, tell the police, let's say. He can um, guide the police in a way. He can intensivise the police to do their job, let's say. Mm. So this is. But
0: how did you feel yesterday in the stadium? Michele? Depressed. It was. The, I think,
1: in my opinion, it was the lowest point for me ever since going to the stadium. i have been thinking about it. It was just too depressed. If you ask me, how were Milan's goals or what happened on the pitch? I have no idea. I honestly, mm. I removed everything about. It. I honestly can't remember a single goal. And they scored, they scored a few goals right in front of me. So. Yeah. Um I honestly can't tell you what the goals were like. I removed all of it. I couldn't I couldn't get into the game whatsoever. There was too much stuff going on. I don't go to the stadium to necessarily watch the game. I do watch the game, obviously. I'm a big Napoli fan, so I want Napoli to win. But the reason why I go to Curva B and not the or the reason why I go to the stadium at all and I I don't want I don't watch the games at home or in a pub is because I want to get involved. You know, I want to do my part. And yesterday I couldn't do my part. I couldn't chant. I couldn't do anything. And this is not just because of the trust. It is way too simple to say, oh, yes, the trust decided to uh, not to chant and they uh, took away their support from the team. It is true because that that's, was their choice, but it's not that simple because if they, if they didn't, process, if the, the Laurentis had his ways again, the trust wouldn't be inside the stadium at all and the stadium would be like yesterday all the time, all the time. So you mm. can't just say the do of trust, go inside and chant, go inside and do what you have to do because they can't, because they are not, they are not put in a position to do that because, yeah. you know, one day you remove a drum, the next day you remove the megaphone, the next day you remove the flags. So when, when do you draw the line? But you have to draw the line at some point, right? And they drew the line yesterday. I, again, If you were after me, I would chant regardless, you know, because that's the protest. You don't want me to chant. You are taking away from me the tools which I use to chant and support the team. I don't care. I will chant even louder. That's the way I would protest, you know, and then obviously something else outside the stadium. What I would do if I were in their place was to, uh, would be to involve the normal fans in this process because this is where the Ultras are wrong all the time. This is, this is, what, this is what they don't understand. They cannot be alone in this fight because this is a fight w- which affects everyone, every one of us. We all want a loud stadium. It is too easy to say, fuck the Ultras, and then have in your Twitter bio a picture of the of the flares outside the stadium, or a picture of the choreography in Curva mm. B and Curva, you can't have it both ways. You can't yeah. have a picture of the choreographies from the Ultras in Curva B and then say, fuck the Ultras at the same so time. It's
0: having your cake and eating it. That's what it's called. Yeah, exactly. This is something I...
1: I saw today from, I don't know, I don't know, I can't remember the the, the 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 Twitter account, but someone criticizing the Ultras. And then I go on his Twitter profile and he has a picture of, you know, the flares outside the stadium, which is kind of like an Ultras choreography. So yeah. what, you praise Ultras on your Twitter <laughs> profile and then you tell, you, you say uh, on your tweets that you don't like them and you hate them and they are the scum of the earth. You can have and it it's both ways.
0: And, you know, I'm a member of a, of a union and I've been involved in industrial action over the past three, four years against the, the UK government. I'm a university lecturer. And solidarity is so important. Like if you, if and you know, collective action is about solid solidarity, and that's what I found so depressing about yesterday was the infighting. And it, actually, if it, if it is as you suspect within the ultras, then that's even worse. I think you're so right, Michele. I think that what, what we need is a sense of collective here. If that, if the if the fan base can unite and actually find a way of expressing. What seems like a a really silly dispute to be happening in this wonderful season, and for there to be some kind of compromise reached here, yeah. I think that's important, but at the moment, I mean look at the you know fight out a tweet a few hours ago. people are already pointing fingers and fighting within themselves, and that's not that's not gonna create an atmosphere that's gonna get us to that to that s word <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's interesting, a lot of people have been asking about whether this season's going to help that relationship between ADL and the fans, you know, recover. Well, I think we saw yesterday that actually it's had the opposite effect. It's actually brought some of these things right to the front at just the wrong moment in the season. Um, I want to, actually, I want to move to our Neapolitan expression now and then we'll have an opportunity just for some... Closing thoughts on your opinion, Michaela. So, what Neapolitan expression have you chosen, which I believe is always slightly relevant to
1: this situation? Yeah. So my the, the, the phrase of the week is related to what I just said right now. So, uh, as I said, I agree with the you know the point they are trying to make. Your trust. I don't agree with. I don't agree with what they are doing to make this point. I don't agree about the silence. I don't agree about the fights they're having, obviously. I don't agree about, you know, the insulting chance against De Laurentiis. Uh, you may dislike or like De Laurentiis, but I don't think chanting, you know, like in an otherwise silent night, the only chance are against the owner. I mean, that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. So the phrase of the week reflects that. The phrase of the week is, ricetto parrucchiano, fa quello che digia, e non quello che faccio which which in italian in italian uh, would be prete fa che dico ma non ciò che faccio i think it's probably probably uh, an english uh, phrase too quite common in english it would be the priest said do what i say but not what i do mm, so yeah. <laughs> so this is about again the Ultras trust protest. And the compromise, like you said, which has to be reached, because I don't think they are completely right, but they're also not completely wrong. Because obviously, I mean, why do, they, why do you fight on the motorway against Roma fans? The, of, of course, this has, to, this has to have some kind of consequence. Of course, they're going to do something. They cannot let it slide. It is funny that Roma Ultras had no consequences whatsoever. They are still allowed to bring in flags and drums and everything else this is only about Napoli fans. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what they say. And um, as I said, this is, I think, on paper, on paper, I think we can all agree with that. Like, why are we the only stadium where drums are not allowed? Drums. Has a drum ever killed anyone? I don't think so. So this is completely stupid. If you complain about the lack of support in the stadium, you have to take it with the police and with De Laurentis too. You can't have it both ways because De Laurentiis is killing the, the organized... Yes, exactly. He is his choice. But the and methods right.
0: that the ultras are doing. So I love this idea that it should be more chanting rather than less that yeah. protests this.
1: But that's just my opinion. So the problem is that, yes, they the ultras say the right things but then do the wrong things because... As I said, I think one of the solutions would be to uni- uh, uh, unite behind this uh, protest, but in a peaceful way. In a peaceful way, we can all agree that the, the, we want the drums and so we want the flags, we want the colors and everything. But the Ultras don't make it easy to stand behind them because the way the Ultras behave in the stadium, and it's always been this way, and it's like this everywhere in Italy and probably the world, they think they are the owners of the curva. And I hate that. I don't agree with that. This is shameful. And this is obviously, this doesn't help their case because if you want support from the normal fans, you can not behave like you are the owner of the chance. You can behave like you are the owner of the curva. Yesterday, nothing bad happened against normal fans, but it has happened in the past. Like You, you were a direct witness of what happened. Last Indeed. year, right? Like this. Was. Last year again, not going to the details, but basically Kura be split in two halves, and one half was chanting some chants and the other half was chanting other chants. And I made the mistake of chanting chants of the wrong side of the gurva. And one one ultras from the side where where we were on came to me, not in a menacing way, not he didn't threaten me, but he just explained to me vehemently that. I was chanting the wrong chants. And yeah. again, I am I want to stay objective. But do you remember what happened after that? Do you remember what happened after that guy came to me and kind of like verbally, violently, in a way, explained to me that I wasn't supposed to chant those chants? Everywhere around us, people turned to me and asked me what happened and they condemned your trust in general. This is something... People don't understand. And this is something that ultras don't understand. You have to have the normal fans on your side. And this is not something they do. This is not something they try to achieve. They actually insult normal fans all the time, all the time, Mm. because they think they're above them. They think they're above normal fans because they go to all the games, because they are the real fans. And this is something, as you know, as... Our regular listeners know yeah. I am vehemently against this. There are no top fans, low fans, normal fans, super fans. We are all the same. We all support the same damn team. So yeah. Together. Yes. When you start taking side when you when you trust start saying, Oh, we are the real fans, fuck you, because you were not here yesterday for Napoli Verona or something, like the Leicester team. We are here where Nap- when Napoli was in Serie C, in Serie B, where were you? Where are the real fans that you are not. You start to divide the fans. And this has been going on for so many years that people think that the ultras are something external. The, the ultras are something that doesn't belong. There are people often associate ultras with criminals they're not completely wrong <laughs> most of the time <laughs> it has been proved that some ultras groups have ties with the organized crime so yeah. i guess i mean they're not right they're not wrong with that but um not you have all to add no no yeah not all of them first of all but you have to also divide you know the, again they can be criminals but if they're right they're right in a way you know like they're not right <laughs> about their criminal ways but if the if a criminal says I want, like, why are we the only fan base which is not allowed to bring drums inside the stadium? Their point is a fair point. like, yeah. okay, maybe it comes from the mouth of a criminal or not. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it is a fair point, and I think we can stay behind. We, we can all agree with that, because we all want the drums inside the stadium, so yeah um Yeah, that's 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 what's been happening. That's what happened yesterday. That's what's been happening for the past few months, and that this is something which sh- will keep happening in the future because I don't think what happened yesterday will help at all. Obviously, nope. they gave a lot of reasons for the police and the Larentis to punish them even more
0: and to take their heels in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we need is uh yeah. Well, Michaela, thank you so much. I know you want to. be very keen to get this done as soon as possible, so you could really. But I think you've also really helped paint the picture of the broader context about what's been going on. I just get a want of you know a plea for solidarity within the tifosi of Napoli. Whether you're an ultra or you're not, whether you're in Italy or you're not, um, you can't affect change if you're fighting within yourself, and that's the first thing that happens in any kind of dispute is that the people try to divide the people who are trying to change something. It's like the absolute first thing that happens. And it's really important to, um, to find that sort of collective solid solidarity. So, you know, and I'm sure people are going to have their opinions and it's good, but before you send out that tweet, just think what can I do to help um, build some bridges here to actually make sure that the, the facts behind this dispute are being presented and you don't have to condone the behaviour, of course. No. But I don't. This will stop when the thing is sorted out. So let's think how we can sort it out. I think. Um, great, and thanks to everyone for the tweet. So we're at Shadow of Suvio. Um, Michaela, do you feel do you feel a bit better now? Got us off your chest,
1: or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Not really. It's just depressing to think that it's gonna be, it's gonna stay this way for a long time. I don't see any solution inside. You know, as you said. We should be looking for a compromise, and the compromise, in my opinion, is the Larentis allow and the police allows the ultras to bring in everything they want, which is not dangerous, obviously, and they allow yeah. us to support the team like everyone else in Italy does. Everyone yeah. else in Italy does, and ultras on their hand, on their end, have to agree to stop the violence, not inside the city. Usually, I mean. Violence inside the stadium never happens. Yesterday, that's why it's so, it was so shocking yesterday because it never, never takes place, usually. It's never the yeah. case. But, you know, like clashes against fans, against the Frankfurt fans, against the Roma fans. We don't want to see that, really. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. Like, this is like 80s ultras culture. Let's put this behind us. They always chant about putting the shirt first. I don't see that. Honestly, that's my problem with the ultras yesterday. You chant about, they are literally chants about always being with the club, always being with the team and the players and the shirt. And then, you know, there's like, there's a little bit of an asterisk after that. Always accept yeah, yeah. if we don't feel yeah. like it. So, yeah, I mean, you're always with the team. Show it, you know, like be with the team. Maybe even like chant against the Laurentiis because it's an opinion, you know, like you can share it or not, but it's an opinion. You can do it before and after the game, but not during the game. During the game, like you always say, because you say you are the best fans in the world, right? Then you show it, you know, like prove it, support the team. for we'll it, minutes. but also
0: do other show. I mean, you know, it's anyway, well, let's see how this plays out. And we will be keeping you up to date as and when, because we do have you over there or you are here depending on who's listening and where you're listening um, right well you, you can be found on Twitter Michele at Napoli Tickets I'm at Henry Bar Culture. the show is at Shadow of Vesuvio part of the Far From Vesuvius network at Far From Vesuvius um, I hope everyone is okay and let's keep supporting the team see you soon everyone take care forza Napoli
1: sempre yeah.